Before we get into the episode, we wanted to let you know that we have Flickr's merch. A t-shirt with the phrase, we are all moths. That phrase actually comes from an interview Ryan did with Curator Magazine that we think nicely sums up Sun Lux. And the t-shirt was designed by my friend, the amazing Seth Hahn. Visit flickers.threadless.com to pick up a shirt. And also check out Seth's other work at sethhahn.com. That's S-E-T-H-H-A-H-N-E.com. If you need any design work, definitely reach out to Seth. Hire him. He's an amazing artist. I've known her for a number of years. And lastly, all the profits from the t-shirt sales will go to the Equal Justice Initiative. I mean, like 100% of the profits are going to go to them. And here's a video of executive director and founder Brian Stevenson explaining EJI's mission. I don't believe we're free in America. I think we're haunted by our history of racial inequality. We're burdened by this legacy created by slavery and lynching and segregation. And whether you're born in 2017 or 1930, you are affected by the environment that we have created by being silent. I don't think slavery ended in 1865. I think it evolved. We had mobs of thousands of people gathering in courthouse yards and fields and doing horrific things to people, and we haven't done anything to acknowledge that. It is American history, and for us to recover from that violence, from that terrorism, we all have to know it, and we have to talk about it. I think it will compel us to think differently about what we need to do to correct the past, to address the past, but also how we make a better future. For more information about the Equal Justice Initiative and their current efforts, visit eji.org. This is Flickr's thematic explorations of the good, the true, and the beautiful in music. I'm Matt Linder. And I'm Monica Hauer. Last episode, we heard Damon Ham, Chris Carnati, and Blake Collier's liturgy selections. And now we'll turn our attention to Crispin Mayfield on Lanterns Lit and Jeremy Doan on Now I Want and Planet Escape as they both explore liturgy. Up first, Crispin on the liturgical nature of Lanterns Lit. Hmm, with a title like that, I would have expected it to be filed under the theme of light instead of liturgy. Me too, but let's listen to how Crispin takes us on that journey. Yeah, so it's interesting because this one seems to be have to do with some sort of romantic relationship or maybe a parent. Yeah, I think that, you know, it starts out talking about it seems like grief. And so it seems to have to do with someone in his, his life. But the part that really stands out to me, which is the... Uh, the main part of the song is just that he sings, I'll keep my lanterns lit over and over and over again. And the cadence that he uses makes it sound like he's going to be singing it over and over and over again. There's no stop. It's just 
as soon as that line ends, you know that it's going to begin again. And really, that is a lot of what liturgy is, is you're reading the same passages of scripture, you're reading, you're singing the same songs, you're following the same church calendar over and over year after year. And I really think that each time we go around the year, there's this deeper appreciation, you move Rather than breadth, you move in depths. I don't have a lot of liturgical practices. I go to a, just an evangelical church. But for the last uh, six years or so, we've been doing the Blessed common prayer for ordinary radicals. For theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are the hungry, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the meek. And doing that daily sometimes, but doing it every Tuesday with a group of a community group where we pray for our neighborhood, uh, pray for justice. And so going, you know, that same Tuesday, it's always the same each part of the year. And so we're coming across the same readings, same scriptures. And that I think is is what he's doing in the song. And I think when it says, I'll keep my lanterns lit, it's this idea of hope, right? And waiting. Um, and I actually was thinking about it this morning and thinking, oh, it's it's like that parable Jesus told about the 10 virgins who kept their lanterns lit and brought oil, right? And I think that is what liturgy is, is especially during dark times, we're continuing to remind ourselves of who God is through song and through scripture. And that is how we are keeping our lanterns lit. And so that song, I think, fits liturgy because of that. In addition to, then you look at the music and it's this choral, you know, singing in a, in a cathedral sort of sound as well. So I feel like it, there are all these nods that in that direction towards uh, the hope of, I don't want to say like the hope of the church, but the hope of people that are continually meeting and reminding each other of the hope that is coming and that God is at work in the world, that he is redeeming all things to himself. It's one of those, it really, it does start out dark, slow, boring. It's one of those songs that I skipped for a while. Um, And then I remembered, oh yeah, it's like the light is coming. That line is coming because it really just opens up at that point. And if you're not in that space of like, I'm sitting down and mindfully listening, you know, it's it's an easy track to skip over because it starts out so slowly. The weight of my mind But your ghost I will gladly bear and with all But then as it hits that point And you hear, first of all, just that simple You know, I'll keep my lanterns lit and But you hear this change You know that it's coming that the the rest of it is going to come in in a minute, which I think also points to that same idea of hope, is that he starts out just alone, just singing, I'll keep my lanterns lit. I'll keep my lanterns lit. But then he's joined by the choir, 
by all these different ethereal sounds joining him. I love the way that it's bookended on either side. So it starts out slow and simple and ends simple, right? It doesn't return. And I think to me that points to that idea of like there is not, especially with liturgy, there's no resolution. It's not like you sing the song and everything's better. You know, it's like we sing the song and then we go back to where we were, which is still that grief over the relationship, right? Or whatever it is. And, um, you know, we finish in December, Jesus comes, we celebrate, but you end with the resurrection, right? And Jesus ascending to heaven and the start of the church. And then you start over again. And so it's, you know, kind of back to the start of looking forward to the coming of Jesus You know, Jesus' birth, his ministry, death, resurrection, start over again. And so there isn't resolution at this point. Wow, I am I I'm I'm floored. I wouldn't have expected all that in those simple lines and melodies, but Crispin really got to the heart of the song. He really did. I think this would be a good place to hear from Jeremy as he explains how he understands liturgy and within the context of his two songs, Now I Want and Plan the Escape. Um, But before I talk about the songs, let let me mention what what I think of as liturgy or what I'm learning more about liturgy. I think of liturgy as a grounding. It's some ritual, some way to ground yourself in this, this pattern a ritual routine where you don't always have to think about it, but it's, it's a way to bring you back to, but that's part of the grounding of it is that you don't have to think about it. it. It's something that's specified and written down or memorized. And it's something that can kind of bring you back to it, it you know, a moment in your life or, or a truth, you know, in, in of course churches, it's to bring you back to, to Christ and, and everything related to him. And so when I think of that and when I, but that, but that grounding is so that then you can go out and do the work so that you can then move forward so that then you can work out your salvation or whatever it is. It's, it's a way to kind of clear things out of your, your heart and mind and soul so that you can focus on one thing. And thinking of that, when you look at the song, Plan the Escape, where he's talking about, you know, in the interlude, I guess it is, or... 
says, we will not look back this time. I guess it's in the chorus. Leave the wasting world behind us. We will make it out alive. Leave the wasting world. Leave the waiting world behind us. We will not look back this time. Leave the waiting world behind us. We will not look back this And it's, and it's this, we're going to focus on this this one thing. We're going to focus on leaving this wasting world, of escaping the the current world that we're in. And yet both this song and the and the other thong, song that reminded me of Liturgy, Now I Want, both of them have that weapons theme that takes place towards the end. And I think in, in Plan the Escape, it happens after one of the times where he says, we will not look back this time. But then you get that weapons theme, which is so central to Sun Lux's work and so central to what I think of their work. You know, that, that idea of throwing down our weapons and letting him in through our open wounds. And like from a liturgical practice, the, the, the liturgy is that routine that grounds us. It brings us back to something that happens that we can then move forward with what we're supposed to do. And I just think it's fascinating how he he's talking about not looking back and 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 moving forward and escaping this world and what grounds him, what allows him, what what he comes back to so that he can do that is this this theme of laying down our weapons and letting him in through our wounds. Yeah, that that to me is what what liturgy is, moving forward but grounding yourself in a specific truth and having that return to that truth, that routine that keeps you aware of that so that you can then move forward. I told you last episode that we would hear more about truth, Matt. Indeed you did, Monica. And when I spoke to Jeremy about Now I Want, I wondered if he could hear any relationship between the rhythm of the song and the truth of the liturgical lyrics. Both the chants and the rhythm. It's almost like a a fight song, like you would see at a um, football game or basketball game. And it's it's this kind of forward-driving rhythm, kind of like a cheering section, if you will, or, or just, uh, yeah, I think cheerleaders is the easiest. That's what comes to mind, but that's not the best. That's the best way I can explain it is some type of cheerleader, like keeping them going. Um, cause you keep saying, you know, now I want to be free, but it, but it's this very declarative, the, the way they say it, it's, it's more than like yearning. It's more than just a hope. Oh, I wish that this could be free. It's like, you know, in, in a fight song, you know, in a basketball game or a football game, it's, you know, beat the other team. And it's, it's more than saying it as, Oh, we kind of hope this would happen. It'd be great. It's like, this is the goal we're working towards and we want this to happen. And we say it in a way, like we're sure that it can happen.
and and at least that's how I hear it is now I want to be free. It's more than I want to be free in a hopeful, it'd be great if it happened since, but by saying it, we're building up the confidence that it, that it is going to happen. And there's just something about the way the rhythm undergirds that, that kind of makes it more, more than wistful, more than hopeful. It's there, it, it kind of adds the certainty to it. Like we're pumping ourselves up to actually achieve this thing. So there's an assuredness that the rhythm brings to the lyrics? Exactly. But don't forget the communal aspect of liturgy. Those voices we hear on both songs play an important function. Um, well, in in both the Plan the Escape and Differently, but also in Now I Want, it's almost like a choir. It's almost like, well, in Now I Want, it's not exactly gospel, but it's definitely more like this this gospel type ish choir the escape it's almost like an angelic type choir it has this kind of ethereal sound to it interesting that it's it's not the main singer it's not ryan it's it's this choir that's singing or it sounds like a choir at least it's more than just one voice talking about leaving leave the wasting world behind us and it's like that that is the call to to the main singer and then he goes about you know hold on to our reasons and plan the escape the second verse he talks about silent the sirens quiet the tone and then in the interlude it's you know we will not look back this time. Don't be afraid. We will not look back. And the thing that's drawing them on is that that choir, that choral calling them forward, calling them to leave the wasted world and make it out alive. And then after all the song, that's when you get the the weapons theme, which is like that grounding, which is almost what's either drawing them forward or or keeping them moving for I mean by placing it at the end of the song it's like this is the goal that this is what's drawing us forward this is what keeps us going and in you know in the Christian liturgy one of the most common liturgical practices is the Eucharist and the Eucharist is both a, a looking back at Christ's sacrifice but it's also a looking forward to that the the marriage supper of the lamb that'll take place in the kingdom and so it, it kind of does both those things and I think the fact that their discography starts. I mean, the very first tune you hear on their on at War with Walls and Mazes is this weapons theme. Put down all your weapons. Let's me in through your own 
but then it continues throughout. And when it does show up in the song, it shows up towards the end of the song. Like that's what they're looking forward to. It starts with that, but it's also, that's what is drawing them forward is the goal of their escape. Oh, fascinating. Jeremy, like Crispin, came to the same conclusion that in these songs, there's a looking back, but also a looking forward. Right. And I'm looking forward to next week when we cover salvation in Song Lux's music, something that both Crispin and Jeremy hinted at in their explorations of liturgy. That's going to be great. But do you know what else is great? We finished liturgy, and now we want to hear from listeners. Tell us what Sun Lux song you choose for liturgy by calling us at one 407 1390 or by recording an audio message with your phone and emailing it to flickerspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to include your thoughts on the final episode of this podcast. And don't forget that you can check out the bonus episode for this week right now. We take a look at how straight up liturgical Sunlux's debut album is. Shout out to this episode's contributors, Crispin Mayfield and Jeremy Doan. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. Helps us out. And then rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, too. Tell everyone and anyone you know who is a Sun Lux fan, or even those who aren't fans. This episode was produced and edited by me, Matt Linder, storyboarding and scripting assistance by Armani Peterson. And me, Monica Hauer. Monica Hauer.